0: Hey everybody, Chris Hayre, with you on the Friday edition of the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Today I sit down with the Chargers Senior Director of Player Engagement, Arthur Hightower, to learn more about how he's preparing players for life after football. But first, I caught up with the host of the Sunday Ticket Red Zone channel and NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano, who is at Friday's Joint Practice in Costa Mesa. Pleased to be joined by Andrew Siciliano on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Andrew, how are you, buddy? We're
1: doing well. How are you doing?
0: Good. Get some joint practice action. You were at Jags,
1: Pat's joint practice, right? I was. uh, I've lost track of training camp time, but I believe that was two weeks ago. How many
0: camps have you been to? (sighs) Let's
1: see. Started Vikings, Uh, Eagles, Steelers, Patriots twice, once with them and then once with the Jags, Jets, Giants. I've got the Cowboys before that. Rams a couple times obviously, uh, this one Chargers Saints uh, did I did not go to practice but went to but saw Texans Panthers and Charlotte before they kicked off nice. so I don't know maybe half the teams
0: the, these joint practices what, what do you think the biggest benefit is for these teams I guess just hit another guy right
1: I, I think especially this late in camp that that's huge to quote unquote hit another guy I, I think it's also huge um, because you your coaching staff gets to evaluate against other teams, other players. You're going to see, obviously, when these two teams play at the StubHub, a StubHub Center, you're going to see them on the field together. But this this is different. And it's not just for the coaches, but it's for the scouting staff as well, for your pro personnel side especially, because, heck, some of these Saints are going to get cut. Some of these Chargers are going to get cut. So That's you're always you're always going to churn the bottom fifth of your roster. You know, cuts are never final. When you say, all hey, right, team, guy makes a 53, not necessarily, wait till Wednesday, if you could, please. So, um, whether it's for future trades or for future free agency pickups, whatever it is, it's always good to see another team just to file that stuff away because you're going to use it eventually.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Let's say a fringe guy on the Chargers who ends up getting released who had an unbelievable two days here against the Saints. Caught somebody's eye, let's yeah. say. Yeah. You maybe get a phone call.
1: Absolutely. Because, especially, you know, we always say that. Um, for that bottom fifth of the roster or or for the guys who are going to be playing in the third and fourth preseason games who probably know they're going to get cut. You're not only auditioning for the Chargers or or for the Saints, but you're auditioning for the other 30, especially when all these games are on NFL Network, when all these games are on Game Pass. Um, You know the network's on in every single building, all 32 buildings all day every day. You're going to catch somebody's eyes, and there's scouts in the stands every
0: day. What did you see out here today? I, I think I mentioned to you they went pretty long day one, and I think they're easing it back a little bit today just to get ready for Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw a couple of things, at least you know, I'll start on the Saints side. I know that's, that's not exactly what we're doing, but Adrian Peterson looks, wow, great. Um, it's, it's interesting to see him come in on third downs and Mark Ingram on first and second downs. Uh, it's just great to see two great quarterbacks out here as well, whether it's Drew or, or Phillip Rivers. Um, I wish we'd see Mel, uh, Melvin Ingram out here a little bit more today or, or Perryman out here. Obviously, they're not out. Mm. They're, they're, they're both injured. Um, I thought that on on the Chargers side, Cardell has a cannon. Does,
0: I, I've never man. seen Cardell in person we talked before to, today. We talked about this before um, practice today. How many Ohio State guys there are? So Cardell used to throw bombs to Mike Thomas. Mm-hmm. You have Joey Bosa, Yvonne Bell, Marshawn Lattimore, Joshua Perry. It's almost like a a Buckeye reunion here from from the last two years of these guys getting drafted high.
1: I saw Gus Bradley yell at the defense um, on the far field earlier, and that defense stepped up. He was kind of angry. I I can't repeat everything. Um, And the defense stepped up, and uh, with three big plays, uh, Adrian Peterson failed to pick up a blitz. This was in the early session. Uh, uh slot corner blitzed. He didn't slide in time, and Drew would have been sacked. On the next play, they had a sack. On the next play, they had an incompletion to the boundary. So, um, you know, this defense certainly has the corners, certainly I think has the pass rush, but they need more. I, I This defense, I'm, I'm bullish on it.
0: Yeah, I, I talked to Albert Freer yesterday about Gus Bradley's system and how he needs those pass rushers to make it go. And you certainly have it with Ingram and Bosa. And even the guys on the inside with Legit and Mebane. I talked to Corey Legit yesterday, and, and he mentioned how these young guys like Bosa and Ingram say, hey, go get the football. And, uh, you know, Brandon Mebane knows the system from his time in Seattle. Especially when you have corners
1: like this that can go get the ball when yes. you go after the quarterback. Um you know, every quarterback will tell you, or every, I'm sorry, every lineman will tell you that if he doesn't get to the ball, if he doesn't get to the quarterback, um, if he could force that throw early, everyone, gets, everyone eats, yeah. you know, and, and, and vice versa. So as Warren Sapp used to say, and he says it repeatedly, and all of us at the network always repeat him. Uh, the front and the back end got to be working together. And when oh. they are, it's it's magic.
0: There's no doubt. And this, I don't know if you had a chance to get eyes on Desmond King, this rookie. Um, he had an interception yesterday's practice. He had an interception on Sunday. He's a ball hawk. And I, I think putting him in the nickel with Casey Hayward, who led the NFL in interceptions last year, Gus has to, he, he wants to turn the ball over. And, and I think they
1: have the guys at the back end, to your point, that can make that happen. Absolutely. And, listen, it didn't work for Gus, obviously. In in Jacksonville, but his players love him and I think you're seeing that already here with the Chargers too
0: This is like a, a red zone channel dream these two teams right the <laughs> like Chargers and Saints Do you guys do you guys like log the minutes of like what team is on the red zone channel the most?
1: You know, I, I'm sure some fan at home has by the way uh, trying to get angry that their team is not on enough um, By the way uh, Dexter McCoyle uh, something else that stuck out to me. He just picked off a pass. He, he's massive yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, like, he's 6'4", he looks 6'9". Uh, I'm sure fans do track it because usually I, I get on Twitter, why isn't my bleeping team on the screen? And, yeah. and it should be, well, be, because they're not in the red zone enough. But with these two teams, with Philip with Drew, um, they can score from wherever. So these are the two teams that actually frustrate us the most because – You have to go back and update. Exactly. I, I'd always rather show it live. I can't predict 50-yard touchdowns. And – these two um, put them up all the time.
0: What do you think about this Chargers offense? Obviously Mike Williams is not out there but the fact that Keenan Allen's back just makes a world of difference because listen, Travis Benjamin has the speed he, he was hurt last year. Tyrell Williams kind of th- was thrust into that role when Keenan Allen went down. So I love their wide receivers. They've all had great camps and then you have Gates and Henry with Gordon coming out of the backfield, Brandon Oliver back What do you see when you look at this Chargers offense in 2017? Well, I, I would say this I, I am I, I'm psh-
1: Huge, I'm a huge Hunter Henry fan, first of all, um, but Antonio can still play, obviously, and he still has that post up ability in the end zone. As for the wide receivers, I, I was at the game Sunday at StubHub Center um, to to see Travis Benjamin take off. Um, no one's ever caught him, and you're talking to a guy who who grew up a Browns fan, so I, I was always a, I was That's upset right. when he when yeah. he when he left Cleveland. So they got a guy that can stretch the field. They have the big body in Gates. They have Hunter Henry who could work the seam as well as any young tight end it's it's great and philip can still deliver the football um at this point it's almost like anything you get from keenan is a bonus but it's good to see him back and healthy and hope he can stay healthy because obviously that's been an issue um mike williams i i i'm not your doctors but i i'd be legitimately concerned um i know ian rapaport said that that they're targeting october right and i know anthony lynn says let's wait and see obviously that's the prudent thing to say any coach any injury but as a guy that's that's dealt and i'm not trying to pretend that i'm mike williams nor an athlete but for a guy that that's dealt anyone that's dealt with back issues like that disc issues man it's like playing whack-a-mole right every time you think you've got it it pops up somewhere else so i i'm I'm just hoping for mike's sake and for the charger's sake that that uh, he can get over it because it's tough
0: and it's a potent offense as is i think bringing him into that wide receiver mix is going to be something else get you out of here in this andrew the AFC West, I don't know, we, it's probably the toughest division of football. You know, you can maybe argue the NFC East, maybe, maybe another division. But where do you see the Chargers when it's all said and done? I, I know the, the, the Chiefs and Raiders have high expectations. The Broncos still pack that defense. But I, I think this team has a lot of talent on both sides of the football. No,
1: they do have a lot of talent as well. And listen, I'm going to see the Raiders tomorrow night. Um, in person, the Raiders are still the class of, of this division hands down I know Charger fans hate to hear that but they still did win 12 games and and would have won I think in Houston in the postseason if Derek Carr had been healthy Um, they have the pieces in place the Raiders are going to have to deal with success how do they coming off a 12-win season um, react their second year around? I think that's the big issue the big issue in Denver is finding out who the quarterback is Um, and right now I don't know that there is an answer I think they would love it to be Trevor Simeon. I mean, they, they would love their first-round pick from a year ago to take the job, but he hasn't really done it yet.
0: It sounds like there's been not a lot of separation. There, there. has
1: not been a lot of separation. Oh, the goalpost looks like they're about to fall. Um, they're not. Um, and then let's not forget the Chiefs. Um, they're they're pretty good at football as well. So I, it, clearly the Chargers have their work cut out for them, but I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be a better team than a year ago. But they're, this is a top-heavy division. So they got their work cut out for them.
0: They do. It's going to be fun to watch, Andrew. Appreciate your time, buddy. What do you? What do we got going on here for you over the next couple of weeks before the Red Zone Channel kicks off next uh,
1: this week? Uh, tomorrow, actually. At Rams Raiders. Uh, then I got Rams Packers, and then doing some spot work in the studio for NFL Network, and then we are back week one first Sunday with I think eleven games on DirecTV and NFL Sunday Ticket. But don't quote me.
0: Appreciate you stopping by, man. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Okay, we talked to so many players and executives here on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast, and there's so many other people within this organization that play such a vital role in the team's success, and one of them is Arthur Hightower, hey. Senior Director of Player Engagement at the Chargers, entering his 13th season, is that correct?
2: Yes, 13th season. How you doing, man? I'm
0: doing awesome. Tell me about what you do at the Chargers.
2: Uh, to make it very simple, uh, just try to simplify it because I do a lot, um, but my primary job is to help with the transition of our players into their new profession obviously this is a new job uh, new industry and then while they're here help them grow as people help them grow as professionals and then eventually help them transition out into their next careers because always say the next career is going to be longer than this career
0: 13 years you go back to what was that? through
2: two thousand three, two thousand five was actually my first season. Two
0: thousand five was your first season. Yeah. What has been the biggest change from two thousand five to two thousand seventeen? So much has happened when you talk about social media and just different opportunities there for not just football
2: players but for all people. Yeah, you know, like Facebook was still in the dorm room. You know, <laughs> wasn't yeah, that's even right. in existence. It's different. Uh, uh A tweet was in uh, in the lexicon. Uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. A lot of those different things when it comes to social media where it was not in existence. And now you have that in existence where uh, before it's almost like stay away from it, but now it's uh, where you're trying to utilize it and use it properly for someone to build your brand. Even that, your brand marketing, your personal brand is something that's established now. Um, from the player standpoint, um, it, a lot has changed because of that because when you're 22 years old now coming in in 2017 versus when you're 22 coming in 2005 you have to deal with a lot more as it relates to social media
0: and a lot of these rookies come from college it's a whole different ball game in the NFL you have not only the responsibilities on the field and in the classroom um, but everything that comes with representing an NFL team and an organization and to your point with social media uh, you want to be able to use it the right way and how do you guys balance that or how do you teach that to some of these guys, knowing that, hey, you're representing yourself, but you're also representing the Los Angeles Chargers?
2: Well, now, um, the education from the colleges are a lot better. I would say maybe about five, six years ago, uh, it wasn't as good now because right now colleges have their brand as well, so the, the players there are careful about what they tweet, what they put out there, how much they put out there. So they're a little bit wiser. I mean, there's still some that need to be educated from that standpoint uh, as they come into the National Football League. But I think now the colleges are are doing better. So people understand, or the players understand, you know, what it means to kind of build your brand.
0: So when a rookie comes in, take me through what's going on right now for you in, in training camp and how you're implementing these guys into the NFL lifestyle?
2: Well, a lot of the work that I do has taken place before training camp. Sure. So when we get the players after the draft, we get our drafted players, we get our undrafted players, and they go through a series of modules that we had 22 sessions that we met in off season to go about um, acclimating them to their new lifestyle, their new profession as professionals. I mean, a lot of times, this is their first job. I mean, we're doing simple things like looking at a paycheck, going through deductions, because a lot of times this is the first time they've actually gotten a paycheck for work. And now it's different because you're playing a sport that you love, that you did as a kid, but now it becomes your job. I mean, when you think about you and I, we probably had a job somewhere at a you know, a restaurant or something oh, else. Yeah. So we're, we're used to seeing a, a paycheck, but it wasn't for something we love. We just wanted to get maybe... Uh, money for school clothes or, or just extracurricular activities. But now they're getting a paycheck for something they love and just understanding that whole balance of, okay, now you're you're doing this as your profession.
0: And with that comes money management and time uh, it management? Comes a, and... Uh,
2: it comes with a lot of responsibilities. I mean, dealing with family, dealing with friends. Understanding uh, the time responsibilities of it, what you got to give to your job, uh, what you have to give to your 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 play, and just understanding, like when it does come to family and it does come to balancing your own budget, how do you do that? And sometimes the biggest thing is telling your family no, especially when you're an incoming rookie, because a lot of times you haven't made your money yet in 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 respect, especially for an undrafted guy, because you're just getting. All season checks, you might have had a tiny signing bonus, and now you're making training camp checks. They don't equate to the quote-unquote salaries that people read about in the paper.
0: The average NFL career is, what, three years, four years? Uh, let's,
2: you just round it to three years. It's yeah. somewhere in there. It's always a two-point or a three-point, somewhere in there. But you can always say three years. It's somewhere only yeah,
0: three years. So it's paramount that a player has a plan after football. Um, right. How does that plan get put into place when they are within the Chargers organization.
2: Oh, that plan starts from like day one. I mean, we're talking about uh, understanding if a guy has finished school from f- first off the bat. You know, if you finish your your degree, you know what you what are we doing in the off season? What are you doing during the season to make contacts? Is that's the field that you want to go into? A lot of times, too, you want to take a venture into some of the other fields that you. You just might want to dabble in just to see what you do and don't like. Um, for the guys that have not finished school, it's paramount that you finish school because most of them sometimes may lag up in being able to transition because leaving this game and not having your degree uh, can be detrimental because when you are seeking appointment, it's hard to be able to get that position without your college degree.
0: Sean Merriman I spoke to him on Friday, and he came down and spoke to the rookies Yeah, this offseason. Uh, it, it, it sounded like he had a great time doing it, and the rookies asked him a lot of different questions about his yeah. career. and just I, I think time management was the thing that he said right. he was asked the most about how to manage their time as professionals. Yeah. What was that experience like for you to see a guy that you've known for a long time come in and, and kind of share the knowledge that he's had throughout his NFL career?
2: Well, you know, Sean, I always invite Sean, because if you don't know, Sean's my very first rookie uh so he's your first rookie he's my first rookie so that's that's the relationship that's right that's the relationship that sean and i have so uh understanding that you know we grew up to kind of together as professionals and at the time sean was the youngest nfl player i mean he got drafted he was 20. wow so he hadn't even turned 21. i didn't realize
0: that he was 20. yeah he he was 20
2: he was 20 years old so when he got drafted you know he couldn't really even go to nightclubs You know, can do can do a lot of things at at twenty years old. So we kinda grew up together and so that's why we had a relationship we have and he's always looking to give back and to share his knowledge with a rookie class.
0: What do rookies take from that? When they you know you see a guy like Merriman who's all pro. Mm-hmm. He has a single-season sack record here with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. When they hear a guy like that speak to them, um, what is that like for those rookies?
2: I think it gives them an opportunity, to, like really put their hand on somebody they're seeing on the walls and um, at the whole performance center. You know, it's just like being able to say, "Wow, he's actually here talking to us. He's actually here giving us his time, and we can ask him anything that we want, and he's giving us an answer." I mean, it's pretty awesome uh, from that perspective, you know, just being able to take a picture. And, and and we laugh about it now. I mean, Sean's getting to a point where some of these kids were wishing they were Sean Merriman. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's been that long, you know. Host doing light, on the wall, right? Yeah, right. Doing the Lights Out dance, you know, just really seeing, <laughs> you know, it's that tattoo on your forearm, you know, that type of deal. But, um, you know, just trying to look at bringing in uh, f- former Chargers uh, with different stories that – can relate. I mean, obviously, Sean was a first-round pick. Uh, he made a big splash. But sometimes I bring in the undrafted guys that played a long career. You know, I can think of from my first uh, rookie class. I have Greg Camarillo, who works at the University oh, yeah. of San Diego. Uh, he's a um, he's an athletic that he works in the athletics department there with student athletes. Being able to bring him over. I mean, he's a guy that played seven years in the NFL. Was an undrafted rookie. So so guys that are undrafted can understand. How you can build a career? I mean, he made a career for himself out of that. So. Yeah,
0: everybody has a story, and everybody, everybody comes from a, a, from a first round pick to an undrafted free agent. There, there's so many different stories that rookies can resonate with. Right. You know, coming up to a new market, Arthur, mm-hmm. how does that change your job, and in what ways? Uh, Does that help, you know, being that Los Angeles is the second biggest market in the country, um, the opportunity that some of these guys will have after football and even during their career with the Chargers?
2: It's it's actually awesome. Just look at building the relationships with the local community here. Uh, because it, it helps give the rookies an opportunity. And not even just the rookies, it's just all the players. I mean, we're talking about the rookies now because, it's, you know, they're exciting, they're the young, fresh, uh, new crop of guys. But it's for all our players, being able to look at what type of professional opportunities they can have with the local businesses, introducing them to different people. So for me, it's getting here and establishing those relationships.
0: You bring up a good point that I wanted to get to. Veterans that are, you know, maybe a year or two away from retiring. How do you approach their life after football? Being that mm-hmm. they know it's coming sooner than later, I imagine it's a it's a plan that that is ongoing throughout their career. But this is probably the time we really start to implement some of the things that they know they're going to be doing after football.
2: A lot of times, it's like you said, it's already been in place. Uh, it's been something they're looking to transition into. Um, so you're not just coming up to your last year and saying, okay, what do I do now? I mean, I'm not saying that that, that doesn't happen in some cases, but just knowing what is it that I'm going to do next? What, did it, what is it that I enjoy while I was being a player that I can transition into? And that, a lot of the times is being able to find that. Now, the challenge is as a player and dealing with players, you know, they always feel like they got it. because. This is their chosen profession. And, and here I am telling you, okay, what are you going to do next? And you're like, Arthur, I want to focus on football. I want to <laughs> I want to be the, the best NFL player I could be for sure. the Chargers. And you're trying to ask me what I'm going to do next? No, I don't want to hear that because that means I'm no longer a Charger. So it's a fine mix of being able to navigate those seas in a sense of saying, hey, you know, this is something you may want to give a little a thought to. Uh, and that's kind of helps. But, as, as competitors, it's hard to tell them, hey, hey what are you going to do next when they're enjoying what they're doing now or putting in all their work and effort to what they're doing right now as a career.
0: Yeah, in the moment you don't realize how quickly that next career comes, right? You blink uh, and it's done.
2: Well, especially for them because you just never know. I mean, we're talking about Sean Merriman. I mean, you know, if he his knees don't go out, I mean, what kind of career does he have? I mean, but there's a transition that each of them go through, and with this sport, this is the highest, this is the pinnacle of playing football. I mean, when you look at other sports, you may can go overseas, there's a seniors tour, or something like that, Sure. but this is is it, you know, this is absolutely it, and being able to transition for that sometimes can be a, a little challenging, but once they get into it, Boom, they're off and running.
0: Arthur, I want to get you out of here on this. What's your favorite part about this job? I, I, it sounds like it's it's such a rewarding position that you're in to, to really help players along and, and sustain their career after football and mm. to, to be a part of it from start to finish. I have to imagine there's a lot of pieces of this job that are really rewarding.
2: Uh, I would say the biggest thing that is very rewarding of my experience is just the relationship and the people that you meet. I mean, I'm thinking when my first season here, Phillip Rivers wasn't even starting quarterback. It's wild, is not yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew Brees was a starting quarterback, and look what Drew has done. LT was into I think his fourth season, might have been. Antonio Gates was in his third season, and now I'm looking at <laughs> Philip and Antonio are the oldest guys on his team. We're still here, but like, yeah, and I'm still here with them in, this, in a sense. But just growing up throughout the years, and it's just a different people from the coaches and staff members to the players that gone on to do special things, um, whether it's been – when you obviously when they came, they could have been single, now they're, they're families, their kids are getting older, um, they're going on to exciting careers, of doing other things, and then being able to reach out and tap into them and know that they're a phone call away and that they'll be able to help and give back, I mean, it's awesome. So I would definitely say just the relationships that you build throughout this – uh, throughout this journey. It's awesome.
0: That's great. He's Arthur Hightower, the Senior Director of Player Engagement here at the LA Chargers. Arthur, I appreciate your time, man. I hope to do this with you throughout the season. It'd be great to, to connect again. Oh,
2: anytime. You know, especially when we get cranking up with those rookies again. We have our rookie transition program that continues throughout the season um, because the issues that they dealt with just getting here, uh, they kind of magnified themselves throughout the season. So they're all always constantly Going through workshops and stuff with me.
0: So how, how, how many uh, programs are there throughout the year? Is it, is it like a monthly thing?
2: Uh, no, it's so almost a week. We do a weekly thing. Oh, it's a weekly yeah, thing. Yeah, we got oh, a wow. Tyler uh, Ricky club uh, every Mondays. Oh, awesome. Er, er, well, Mondays throughout, but every Monday, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, we, we will definitely get you back on and, and uh, kind of get some updates on how the season's going, how the rooks are progressing, and uh, appreciate your time, buddy.
2: All right, appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you.
0: That'll do it for today's Chargers Training Camp Podcast. We'll leave you with sound from Philip Rivers and Drew Brees after Chargers quarterbacks coach Shane Steichen came up big in today's post-practice quarterback competition.
1: So 27-21, Chargers QBs But can I make a point, Can I make a point? Oh, what, what, what did your coach do versus our coach? <laughs> well, I, your coach
2: I, got 12 he, points. He,
1: he carried the load. Tar zero. Shane Steichen so, carried the load. I didn't even have to throw today.
2: Are they invited tomorrow or no?
1: You uh, probably want to invite him. We don't, we he don't want to. Right. He helped us. He helped us. We're going to bring him back. Sean Payton needs redemption
2: tomorrow. Winner take all tomorrow. Winner take all. We're being good, good hosts here. See you Saturday. See ya.